Well, hey, thanks for joining us on Two Age Sojourner. We're uh, up and running with this video thing. Uh, second time, second time, and it's getting a little bit more streamlined. My uh, noticed uh, yesterday, if you were watching that um, thing with Chris, Chris and I, the video itself was just wobbling and. So I saw that, is what I'm saying, and uh, it duly noted, I don't know exactly how I'm going to fix it, but it's basically because my floor wobbles when the table wobbles, and I get excited and I press down on, you know, anyways, I'll save you the long sub story, but we're getting there. Every time we're getting more and more organized, thanks for bearing with us. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool having something on, on uh, the YouTube channel now. We've been talking about it for a while, right? Yeah, absolutely. We've been talking about it for ages, so it's awesome to do. It's awesome just to get something out there, and uh, it's you know, it's weird. It's just kind of cool. Sometimes you feel like watching the video, you know, and now it's on there. So for at least, I mean, it's not great, but there it is. Um, but let's play the riff, bro. Let's do it. Oh, that's not the right riff. Hang on one second. They came. <laughs> once again for the edit. Let's play the riff, bro. Let's do it. Oh, didn't that just get you in the zone right there? Yeah, it's awesome. It just lifts really the good. weight of the day, you know? Guide me, oh, thou great Jehovah. So what I was thinking that we could talk mm -hmm. about on that point is some prayer tools. Oh. Because we've, we've kind of been talking about that anyway off the record. So I thought maybe it'd be good to just, you know, I suppose coming off uh, Jordan's, uh, there was a little bit of discussion with uh, Chris uh, and myself and with you and myself about the, you know, the small catechism and its use. Yep. Chris made a great re recommendation uh, regarding a Lutheran prayer book. I know you're into <laughs> your your Anglican uh, common prayer book, book of common prayer at the moment. Uh, of course, you got yep. Value of Vision, which is mm -hmm. the Puritan staple. Uh, and then, yep. you know, the place of the, is, is there a place of a, for a rosary? We made a casual mention of that. Uh, I know, you know, I, you've got a rosary. I want your rosary. And it's, I want to try it out. <laughs> so uh, anyways, well, all that kind of stuff we could talk about. Yep. Um, mm -hmm. What do you think? Yeah, that's, um, I mean, it, it's true. We don't talk enough about just like aspects of, you know, just being a Christian. You know? mm -hmm. We talk a lot about some pretty heady yeah. theology so it'd be good to to get onto like just basic devotional subjects how yeah. to live the christian life subjects yeah. from time to time pilgrim and, theology um, pilgrim theology pilgrim theology man mm. and prayers like prayers prayer's been an interesting one for me all the way through because i i find it like a mixture of something intuitive that i just find myself doing and have to do and then also something that I find extremely difficult to do. Mm. Like I don't know, I don't know if you have that. It's kind of like mm. it's like it's like trying to breathe, but at the same time being allergic to ex oxygen. It's yeah. like yeah, yeah. It's like there's this real uh, tension, like where you just like, man, I, I love to pray. Mm. I find myself just instinctively praying, but at the same time, like when I'm trying to pray, mm. I find it very difficult. Yeah, so, like it's a, it's a, it, thinking about how to pray and 
and you know helps towards prayer is a is a big thing. Yeah. The I mean I do find that in terms of just that natural uh, you know that instinctive prayer. I mean obviously there's mm-hmm. no I, well I mean I shouldn't say obviously I know some people don't do that. It feels weird that you could even not do that for me to be honest. It's been so long. I, I think probably what that replaces in my before Christ mindset was just worrying about stuff. I suppose you just churn things over yeah, and uh, that's happening yeah. all the time anyway. And now you're praying and, you know, obviously you're still worrying, you're not perfect, but, but it's, it's, that's largely filling that space. That feels quite natural. I don't feel like I struggle with that. Um, I, what I do find though, is that, um, you know, in terms of concentrated alone time prayer, you know, I, I love it. I just genuinely, like, I feel like I, you know, it's great. It's just coming out of holiday now as well. Just again, I realize, but the thing that, 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 that creates that allergic sense for me um, is well, twofold, really, I found out uh, over the years. Or maybe, maybe you could add a third one in there, but certainly if I'm crunched for time, you know, um, and I'm tired, you know, to wake up early and pray and know I'm losing time when I've got a million other things going on. And I know that I know that uh, the, the, the there is okay, you're doing too much. You're busy not to pray. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. And that's just that doesn't help because that just adds, you know, at that point. And you're like, yeah. oh, well, what am I yeah. supposed to even ditch? It's just an intense time. Um, and so that makes it very difficult for me because I feel like, got to get this done, got to wrap it up. Um, then the other thing is when I don't have a, when I come into it, it's almost like maybe a little bit like preaching. If, if you just have to figure out a sermon every time you sit down, I mean, that's half your week. Uh, whereas if you know, if you know what you want to do next, you're right in there, you've got a good slot, got a mm-hmm. good routine. So I'd say routine and sort of content. So things like uh, praying through a catechism, using, using uh, the prayer box, you know, if you, or even just praying through a, a Psalm or the Bible. I mean, you know, if that's happening, it's just, it's it's there for you. You just keep going. Um, yeah. If you've got a regular time, you just sit down. Uh, that helps. Sometimes it's a, a bit of a mix between, you know, those to help. You know, maybe you need to keep it short and you need mm-hmm. to have worked through mm-hmm. if that's okay or not. Um, and then, as a, uh, you know, added to that, you need to just uh figure out what what an appropriate tool is. Like, you don't want to be praying through Psalm 119 at that point. Um uh, because it's going to be too long and too crazy. So maybe pick a verse from that or, you know, a section from that. Um, and, and then the other thing I was going to say is that obviously there is a spiritual component in prayer. You don't want to just psycho- psychologize it. But, um, you know, sometimes you're, you're spiritually messed up or distracted or, you know, being drawn to sin or hardened of heart. And, and those yeah. are times that you really don't want to face up to prayer because, you know, to talk to God is going to... Pr- bring about that conscience that you really don't want to, uh, you know, expose. Um, and I mean, in some sense, it's a no brainer what you have to do there, but in, in another sense, it's the most difficult. So those are the three things I think that kind of get in the way for me. Yeah, definitely. If you're um, pressed for time and you sit down and you haven't thought at all beforehand about what you're going to be doing, mm. like that's, that's what you're going to spend the whole time doing. You yeah. Know? So you definitely need need some to have to think about it beforehand. It's like um, um, it's not that you can't do spontaneous things that just arise at the moment as well. Of course you should. But uh, 
Um, Freedom comes from about a... making sure that you get regular time in, like daily time in or something like that. Then having done so, a little bit of forethought about what you're going to be covering. Um, I think um, very, I mean, another thing for me is that I've just tried loads, loads of different things. Mm. So things from different phone apps to mind mapping as I pray <laughs> um, to like having a very formal liturgy, like going through the book of common prayer through yeah. to using tactile aids, like a, <laughs> like a rosary. Mm-hmm. I'd just like to clarify at this point that I do not pray the rosary. Okay. That's a difference. That's a good point. You use prayer beads. Yeah. You use yes. beads. They don't even pray beads. Why not? They're just beads. Yeah. 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 I've yeah. never, ever been part of the church council that has surrendered beads to any, any other religion or Catholicism. Beads are mine. I claim them. Right. <laughs> beads are yours. Um yeah, and the idea there would just be that if you're praying through a... So here's the problem with those. The, the, the bead idea, I think, is most valuable when you've got, hey, pray 15 Hail Marys. And yeah, you're like, all right, I yeah. need 15 beads. you got to count them. <laughs> exactly. And you're like, where did I... So obviously we don't... Or you I might mean, say that's when it's at its most worthless. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 really you know you've taken a long tr- a wrong track, but where I mean I think especially with uh, what what uh, Jordan was saying the other day and the Lutheran uh, Rosary, it makes a lot of sense to me if you're praying through the Ten Commandments, uh, for example. I mean, what what it does is uh, as you said earlier, it's it's kind of it just freedom is within a skeletal structure. So if you don't have the skeleton, you're just gonna be a pile of mush, you know. Uh, you need you need some level of skeletal structure so you know. Okay, right, Ten Commandments. Uh, you know, and something that, and if you know that you've, you've sort of anchored yourself, you don't have to worry about where you are now, like you don't have to use a bead. You could just use a piece of paper or a bookmark or, you know, whatever. The thing about a bead is what I have noticed is like when I'm, uh, if, cause the whole thing is you want to let go, you want to be praying. You don't want to have to worry about where you are, you know? Um, you don't want to have to keep opening your eyes and coming back to, you know, wherever it is and worrying about your place and that sort of thing. And so if you're keeping your finger at a certain point in, in, um, you know, on, on the bookmark or, or the, the Bible when you're reading through Exodus 20 or let's say we're just praying through the Ten Commandments at this point. Um, you know, you always worry, like you move your finger, you know, while your eyes are closed. You just drift off. You just, and then you're like, where was I? And you, I mean, you do. I have noticed. You break it. You, you have to, you know, come back and find your place. And, mm-hmm. and it's just, it is, if you have something tactile, I mean, often a, like a groove on the table or something just to, just a, like I'm, I'm, I'm feeling this, therefore I'm here, you know. It just allows you to know where you are while you're not even breaking your concentration in, in saying what you want to say to the Lord. And um, and so I can imagine that prayer beads at that level, and you don't even need like a rosary, you just need, I don't know, anything, just just something that uh, yeah, yeah. would work. The, Nuts, um, a string, whatever. Yeah. I mean, the way I make use of the beads and the rosary is just bears no resemblance to yeah. any of the either Catholic or Protestant liturgies. Because, of course, the the rosary is not, it's in its origin, it's entirely Catholic. And I'm, it makes me, when I think of its origins, I'm, it makes me entirely uncomfortable right. to be associated with that. So mm-hmm. I'm slow to tell people I, m- I make use of a rosary just because they very easily get the wrong impression. Right. But right. I'm just a very like tactile person, very fiddly. Mm-hmm. And I get distracted. So, um, well, holding holding a book is better than nothing. Um, but if there's some sort of progression to it, so like for a long time, for a long time, I used to do mind maps. 
mm. with pen and paper. Mm. But what the irritating thing about that was even though it kind of like uh, took care of my distractedness and helped focus my mind, it just slowed me down. Mm. You know, so I was being unnecessarily taking a long time because I was, you know, trying to catch up with my own writing. Mm -hmm. And you don't really want that either. And I've tried sort of prayer journals and things mm -hmm. like that and mm -hmm. all the same stuff. So like mm. it just um for me it it although it was helpful in one sense, it became a hindrance in another sense. Whereas kind of at the moment what I'm finding is just holding a bead and moving on to the next bead, moving on to the next bead is just giving me a bit of progression. And so I might be doing the Ten Commandments and using that to examine my own heart, but I might also be going through the Lord's Prayer. Mm -hmm. And if, even though it bears no resemblance to how many beads are in that little section, mm -hmm. I still I still go through it like that. Or mm -hmm. I might, you know. I mean, for me though, the 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 big thing I've learned is that it's perfectly okay to not have to pray spontaneously all the time. Mm. You know, like um, make use of the prayers given to us in the scriptures. Mm. Like pray Paul's prayers. Mm -hmm. Like Don Carson's book on, mm -hmm. on prayer. Mm -hmm. uh, the oh, Spiritual yeah. Reformation. Right. Very, very helpful. Because yeah. if nothing else, it just tells you, look, here are model prayers for you to pray. Mm -hmm. You know, and you just go through line by line and you just, you know, you pray that. Mm -hmm. Or the Lord's Prayer. Mm -hmm. Or the actual Lord's Prayer in John 17, you know, where Jesus mm -hmm. is praying. You know, take that and use that as a model for prayer. Or take the Psalms and pray through the Psalms. Like, it's a, it's, it's a, there is no better resource to help you find the words and to get your head um, where it needs to be very quickly than that. The difficulty, yeah. I will say, with Psalms. Yeah. Is you get actually, into some nuts there, and you're like, oh, what does that mean? And then next thing you know, you're down the, down the road, uh, you know, on a cerebral track. People underestimate how theologically yeah. complicated the songs yeah, are. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so you often get into like smashing babies against rocks, and you're just like, dude, oh, yeah. I, well, what do I do? What do I do? <laughs> yeah. And you know, on that point, there's a great answer to what you do with that on the two-age surgeon of podcast. It's called Kleinian Theology. It's great. Uh, but lest we, we take the wrong track, even in this conversation, let's just stay, yeah. <laughs> let's just stay on this for a little while longer. Um, one of the things that has been, the, I mean, praying the Psalms. I know, uh, who's that guy? Uh, Donald Whitney, was it? The, the spiritual, yeah. spiritual disciplines guy. Like I've always, I've tried, I've, I remember, you know, just becoming a Christian and obviously we're coming from the charismatic thing. So, you know, interesting. I remember talking about the rosary and looking at J.R. Packer's keeping in step with the spirit. And he's like, well, praying the tongues is not, it's not, it's not the Bible's tongues. It's not in any way connected to anything the Bible says you should do. It's kind of like a, a little thing that babies stop doing when they learn to speak. So it's weird <coughs> that, you, that you're doing that, but it's kind of like the rosary. So just keep on, keep on rolling with it. <laughs> He's just like, I'm like, wow, that's so much right there because... You just uh, threw that in there. I mean, dude, firstly, is it okay that it's just like the rosary, number one? Number, number two, um, what do you mean it's not It's not the real thing? Number three, you know, how does that even work? Uh, but, you know, in, in hindsight, I totally agree. You know, the it, it really praying in tongues for a charismatic typically acted in exactly that way. It was a way to just get your mind into the right frame of reference, you know, just basically clear the space, uh, b you know, find a way to just just enter into a, um, a, a, a prayer, reflective, meditative state of mind, uh, and then to, you know, when, you've, when you're there, stop and then pray a little bit and then go back to praying in tongues. Of course, you think you're connecting the whole way through, but, you know, bottom line, it's 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 just a solid prayer tool, at the, uh, you know. Um, mm -hmm. uh 
And at that level, <clears throat> you know, the rosary thing is really helpful. I remember, well, not I remember, but just the other day um, when we were talking to Jordan, what I did was I, I just got off in a, I was quite taken by what he said there with the whole, um, the, the method of prayer. And I looked up uh, a few videos there on, on, on what the Lutherans typically do with the Lutheran rosary and everything. So it looks pretty much like the Roman Catholic rosary thing, except that uh, they use Luther's small catechism. Uh, which mm-hmm. involves uh, the Ten Commandments, and then um, what is the other one? Uh, oh, the Lord's Prayer, and then the Apostles' Creed. Or I'm not sure if it's exactly in that order. Um, and uh, <coughs> a lot of Lutherans don't like to do that uh, because of its associations. But apparently, it's a thing. Of course, the Anglicans uh, are open to it as well. Um, and you know, just looking at that particular method, I'm not sure about the Anglican one. I haven't looked at that yet, but I mean, I love it. I really think that, I mean, if you pray like that every yeah. day, yeah. bam, yeah. I have no problem with that. Well, I didn't again, want to... I mean, you can do a lot worse than just going through the Lord's Prayer every day. Oh. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. you can do a lot worse than that. Like I had a big argument with a friend of mine who said, oh, but you're not meant to just recite the Lord's Prayer. Mm. Like, well, you, you, you kind of are. Like that's it's exactly like in one of the gospels, Jesus says, "This is what you should say," mm-hmm. and another one, he says, "This is how you should pray." Yeah. So I think the Lord's prayer, in Jesus' own teaching, probably was intended for both. It's it skeletal, you just know. It's, it's simply it's, recite, and then it was intended to expound. You ex- know, expand on. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's amazing because you, it's hard to pray that prayer without. Yeah drifting into an exposition of it. I mean, it is amazing, especially if you have something like a, you know, a way to just stop and start. Um, it's yeah. quite profound because you're going, our father, hmm, mm-hmm. as a mm. starting point for prayer. Wow. And then I, I like the way, again, I had no idea this is just like from what the last, from the time we spoke to Jordan, but um, yeah, I like the little beads in between the big beads, which are meant to yeah. get you to think about, you know, like little things on the way. So how does this commandment apply positively? How is it negatively? You know, uh, you know, and you just, I mean, wow, that's super effective. So anyways, bottom line is there's that. Um, another thing that has just been extremely awesome for me personally, I don't know, everyone's got their little things here, but um, you were talking about praying the Psalms mm-hmm. and um, coming back to Donald Whitney. I mean, he's like a big advocate of that. Uh, but the way he would, the way he would talk about it is, Listen, just <coughs> pray the psalm and then pray whatever you want about the psalm. Yeah. Um, I didn't know if I was ever comfortable with that because right. it just might not be what that psalm is saying. And I don't know that you should really. It is a good use of scripture to just use it like a springboard. Yeah. It's okay when you totally know what it means because then, mm-hmm. you know, you've got that anchor in your mind. But when you, if you're going to do that with the psalms or the Proverbs for that matter, I mean, they're very, very difficult to understand. You're going to have to invest a significant amount of time to first figure that out so that you can then move forward. So what I found was, you know, f- you know, by all means, go ahead and study the psalms. And when you're at the place where you can do that, do that. But stick to, you know, clearer portions where you, like the Lord's Prayer, where you have no, yeah. the Ten Commandments, you have no... Um, Doubt. Even the Apostles' Creed at that level, uh, you know, you you want something that you are just not going to question, but rather use as a as a as an anchor. Yeah. Saying saying the Apostles' Creed, um, or the Nicene Creed, or mm. the Athanasian Creed, uh, or any of those early creeds, you know, that we accept. Mm. I think people who've never done this before underestimate 
or, or fail to realize that it, it has a liturgical form, which is a prayer. Mm. So when you say the creed, you're not simply stating dry dogma. You're no. actually praying to God, confessing your faith to him. Mm, mm. And it's, it's, it's a powerful experience when you say, I believe. Mm, it is, I it really believe. Is. I yeah. believe. And obviously in church, we believe. We believe. Like it's, it's a powerful thing. It, it mm. really is. And it's a great way to jumpstart. So normally when I pray, I start by saying the Apostles' Creed, sometimes the Nicene, sometimes the Athanasian. Great. Um, because it's just a great way to like ground yourself in yeah. the, the, the historic Christian faith. Especially in the Apostles' Creed, you know, I believe in the forgiveness of sins. Yeah. You know, before yeah. you before you actually confess your sins, and then um, yeah. and then ask God to forgive you. I mean, do you, you know, just to say that you believe that what's I actually believe that the one I'm going to pray to now is listening to me. Uh, you know, and even you know, you go through, you confess the five solas of the Reformation, something along those lines. It got me thinking with yeah, that exactly. Lutheran, or you know? or yeah. you could take some of the um, early Christian creeds in the, in the scriptures as well, like the uh, the matters of first importance in one Corinthians fifteen, or, or yeah, something like exactly. that. You know, like something. It, like yeah. the, you know, this is the thing. You you can be endlessly creative. Yeah. Um, with this, but you don't want to have but, to get creative every single time you sit down to pray. That's it. So yeah. that's where you know yeah. something like uh, whether it be a rosary or a prayer. You know, if you have little documents, um, we've spoken before. I have actually dedicated a whole um ep- episode to this, but something I often use is the mirror method. Uh, really, mm-hmm. you're just looking at an acronym that's going to help you to engage, you know, and you want your next thing. In fact, what I did was I put a little, um, it's not a rosary by any stretch of imagination, but like a little bracelet thing with, uh, you know, those beads that say, uh, with the letters on them, you know, because you write your name on, you know, for the kids. Yep. And it was like a little holiday project. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it said like mirror. And so, you know, it got, uh, so they could go through mirror whenever mm-hmm. they looked at the passage and they love it. So, you know, there's that. Uh and, you know, you just want to, it's, it's all I'm trying to demonstrate here is that figure it out, come up with the thing that you think is going to be really good just to go into it. If you feel like, oh, that's a big task. I don't even know where to start with that. What do I confess first? Well, then just pick something that one of the many giants of the faith, faith have done for you. Um, you've got Luther's, you know, uh, method of prayer, which is great. I mean, he actually wrote a book called The Method of Prayer. you got Matthew Henry's Method of Prayer. Uh, you know, they're all yeah, you've super got simple. Kelvin. Um, Kelvin. He's got a short book on Christian prayer. That's right. Um, or you could just literally, you know, just sit down for five seconds, figure it out. Um, you know, take take the mainstay of what's been done. Yeah. I find uh, in this regard, the Book of Common Prayer enormously helpful. Yeah. I mean, it's I, I know it's, it's Anglican. And so for non-Anglicans, we kind of, you know, feel a bit weird about using the Anglican prayer book, but I found it better than the Presbyterian prayer book or the Presbyterian liturgy book that we used to use when I was a Presbyterian. Mm. And I th- it's better than the Episcopal one in the States. It's better than the Methodist one that I've come across. Like, mm. uh, I just think of all the, of all the historic Protestant liturgies out there, like it's immense. Mm. It's absolutely mm. immense. Mm. And, um, and so I've kind of, I've created, I sort of know my way around it now mm-hmm. so that I can open it up and just go, okay, I'm going to do that part of the litany and then I'm going to do that, that prayer and I'm going to read that Psalm. And then I'm going to, you know, so like I, if you get to know it and you just think about it a bit beforehand and you can, you can mark mm-hmm. like where you want to go through your prayer time. Mm-hmm. There's a great app if you're totally new to it and you want to check it out. 
the, um, the Church of England actually has an app uh, which you can you can download and it takes you through the morning prayers, the evening prayers, the midday prayers, you mm. can do as many times as you want. Um, but there's also a kind of summarized version. Um, I think it's called Daily Prayer. I think that's the oh, – yeah. uh, and it's, it's like an abbreviated version of the Book of Common Prayer mm. where it will just give you the kind of highlights, but it's wonderfully simple and it will give mm. you a, a taste of what it's like. But I've just found it like a really, really uh, powerful experience into, you know, the, you know, Christ have mercy, Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy mm. is a great thing to introduce. Mm. Um, you know, the, the thing about it that I love is it's just so wonderfully kind of uh, oriented around the forgiveness of sins. Yeah. You know, like you, you get the real impression as you're, as you're praying through the Book of Common Prayer that the whole thing of this is that Christ has forgiven your sins. Like that's the, the whole heart of, of your prayer and, and worship. And it's just brilliant. Like, especially if you're feeling guilty or you're just feeling like a rubbish Christian, you know, nothing, no better comfort than to just be led by these other Christian leaders, you know? Exactly. Yeah. 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 So you've got, I mean, for me, the equivalent there would be value of vision. I've been using that yeah. for a while now. I've got the, yeah. you actually got it for me for uh, via your Amazon gift voucher many years ago. Uh, uh, it's the leather bound sort of thing. You know, it's just yeah, really, it's really, really beautiful, beautiful. And uh, man, that thing is just, I, I found it to be <coughs> absolute dynamite. It's got a great table of content. So you know where you want to go, easy to map. Um, and you just are honestly, it's, you know, you don't, you don't frequently run into, you know, that we were talking about the problems with the Psalms and uh, the way that mm-hmm. you sometimes, there's almost none of that. You know, you just know where you are the whole time. And yet it's just beautifully, beautifully stated. Uh, if you love Puritan theology, it's coming through all the way through. Um, so you've got that. You've got, I mean, yet yeah, you really shouldn't feel weirded out by using the Anglican Common Book of Prayer. I mean, you know, it's mm-hmm. Christian heritage stuff. I mean, so you got the Lutheran Book of Prayer. You got the Anglican Book of Prayer. You got yeah. the the Puritan Book of Prayer, so to speak. Uh, you got all the catechisms. You got all the confessions. You've got really there's a wealth. Mm-hmm. If you're feeling weirded out about choosing a little denominational um, book, then just go Acts twenty nine because we take it all. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's up? Well, <laughs> we just look, literally we look at that. You know, like uh, we yeah. are we are one church. You know. That's right. Um, yeah. We we are the the Holy Catholic Church, you know. Yeah, just, I mean, absolutely. I you know what we do want to stay away from though is like uh, I was thinking about it as well, looking at it this week was the. the, the I know it's not as prominent in um, the Greek Orthodox. Um, okay. Uh, rosary. I've but, not I've not gone down that road. Yeah. So it interested me because they didn't have the little Marian mediation no. thing, and um, but I mean they use it in they don't really pray the rosary. What they do is they just. I think it originated with the Jesus prayer, you know, uh, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. and and they just say it again and again and again. Jesus and again Christ, and again. Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. That one, that one, yes. And um, and the whole idea was, as you say it, like you know, a bazillion times, you enter into a kind of transcendent meditative state, which mm-hmm, was a particular mm-hmm. means through which to spiritually connect with God. So we want to abominate all of those sorts of uh, approaches. I think that's literally what Jesus is talking about when he when he says. Um, you know, you're just heaping up empty words. But I did have one thought about that. And here's what I want to be careful of. Mm-hmm. You could imagine it's very easy. It's very, especially as a Protestant, looking at a Roman Catholic or an Eastern Orthodox or mm-hmm. uh, to 
you know, we, we'll place them in the Pharisee category, right? And we'll put us as the, as the tax collector that just has really got the heart of the gospel down. We go home justified. We got, we've even got the doctrine of justification down. Uh, we know what's going on. But really, at the end of the day, it might be the other way around. Very easily could be. You can imagine, oh, someone, so imagine someone going into, you know, whatever situation they're in, Greek Orthodox, and they are weighted down with the conviction of sin. And they're like, what? listen, they're on their knees. It's the equivalent of beating their breast if they're just working through these beads and just desiring to be forgiven, <coughs> crying out for nothing else yeah. but mercy. And here comes the smug Protestant. You know, he's like, well, yeah. thank God I'm not like that guy. At least I've, at least I got my doctrine down. Um, you know, so you want to well, stay far away from I just recently heard yeah. the story of a conversion of a, an Orthodox guy, a guy who was a Protestant became Orthodox. And the reason why he converted was because he never heard um, an earnest confession of sins like he heard in the yeah. Orthodox church, like yeah. in all of his evangelical days. Wow. Like, they, like it was barely a thing. Like you can't even remember them confessing sin in church, you know? Yeah. yeah. Whereas he goes to Orthodox and they are like just taking it seriously. And he was really impressed by that. And he thought, do you know what? This is closer to the gospel than where I was. And, and you can so, so <laughs> easily imagine Jesus just looking at a Protestant and a guy on his knees, you know, yeah. maybe mistakenly chanting through something, but just trying to find a way to, for God to forgive him, you know, and just go, you know what? Actually, though, though the understanding is, is a problem for this one, he goes home justified. Because that's really exactly what was going on there, right? Um, totally. The, the tax collector didn't have a great understanding, probably, probably. He wasn't the, the most orthodox. No, you know. And, in and that yet, scenario, yeah. He had what was important. And so, yeah, just as a final word on this, just remember, I mean, just stay the heck away from showmanship or just, I don't know, all these funny little things, ceremonies that just get in the way or... Um, just pride and you know in our own doctrine and just come before the Lord broken at the end of the day a, a broken a broken heart a contrite heart he won't he won't despise is, is the bottom line yeah absolutely yeah and also pray together like there's nothing wrong with saying I suck at praying on my own I want to and go pray with another Christian like, like that can be a huge help you know totally huge help that's what we were made to do was to pray together. You know, mm. we, we, I think we make too much of or, or misunderstand Jesus intentions behind the go into the prayer closet sort of thing. You know, it, yeah. it wasn't advocating asceticism. It was advocating and not like you've just said, non showiness, yeah. but pray yeah. with others. It can be a huge help. Learn yeah. from their prayers. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy with zoom meetings now and all that. I mean, there's really just no, it, it really puts that that sort of thing. You could phone a buddy up and pray with him. You know, it, it mm-hmm. used to be kind of weird being on the phone, but um, not anymore. Not anymore. All our like, where's the meetings. where's the best place for us to go and pray with others? Oh, oh wait, let me take a guess. Hang on, um, on uh, the beach? Um, no, not the beach. <laughs> right. Not the beach, Mike. Wait, 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 wait. Let me not uh, Starbucks. <laughs> uh, wait, wait, wait. I got this. I got this. Uh, in the street. <laughs> uh, nope. Wrong no. again, Mike. No, it's, it might uh, be in the street. Yeah, that's right. Under the apple tree, if that's where <laughs> church is. 
<laughs> what is Bingo. what is what is church, Andre? Church is the gathering of the saints around the Word of God to praise and worship God and to build and exalt um, exalt each other. Yeah, or, or you could just say where the word is rightly preached in the sacraments of actually administered. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's even better. <laughs> you know, like Kelvin said. But anyway, yeah. um, all right. So go there. I mean, yeah, amen. That's the that's the oasis in the pilgrimage, right there, mm-hmm. and um, and that's where you pray. If um, that's where the action of the Christian life happens. So uh, yeah. I suppose this will then get dropped um, just before church to help you realize that, even though I was planning on dropping it totally. not before church, but now I've just changed my, changed my gear. Just change, just change your mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All righty. Good. So happy praying. People, you and- should challenge people though, that actually as they end this podcast mm-hmm. to pray as soon as they end it. In Latin. Y- yeah. Or, or in English Latin. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah, no, totally. But do that. I don't like to do that because I hate it when people do that to me. I'm like, I'm not, I'm like in the bathtub listening to this thing. I'm not going to, you know, or, or, you know, like, like <laughs> no, that's exactly what you should do. You should not well, walk I, away without having started it. Bad illustration. Firstly, I don't bath, I always shower. Secondly, um, <laughs> what I meant to say was like your kid's in the bathtub and you know, you got another yeah. kid sort of like draping over you and you're trying to do something productive by listening to the stupid podcast to just put it extra heavy on you now because now you have to pray straight afterwards. And if you don't do that, you're a failure. And then your kid's making really inappropriate comments about your private parts as well. And then you're feeling all <laughs> awkward about that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So what, what, what you know, hey, if you if you do happen to be in this really awesome place to pray right now, fine, go ahead. You know, you but probably you've just used all your prayer time on listening to this, so that's not going to work. Um, <laughs> not ideal. And, and you know, there is another thing to say, just maybe on a roundup here, is that you know, when Jesus prayed, one thing that was super striking about it is that it was just what that's it. Oh, like what to, you know. Just that, and he was just so to the point and so you know straight there. And I don't think that means you have to spend a you know five minutes praying. Or obviously, you know, Jesus himself prayed a lot and uh, you know spent whole nights in prayer. But it just, I think, you know, what you have to take away from it: if you've got five minutes, pray for five minutes. You know, pray well for five minutes, stop praying, and then keep going. Sometimes I feel like it's probably a bad thing to keep. If you got a lot of stuff to do, I know the whole big Lutheran thing as well. You know, I'm so busy. I must spend the first two hours praying. And, and I, you know, I haven't really got a major theological defense for this, but sometimes I feel like maybe it's better that you just get up and do what you need to do. You know, it's almost like, you know, the guy who's too spiritual to work and therefore can't eat. You know, <coughs> Paul just tells that guy, listen, if you don't work, you're not going to eat. So start working so well, that you can start eating. Kevin you know? Young's already written that book, bro. Has he really? It's called Don't Just Pray, Do Something. Oh, nice. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, I, I uh, cautiously then I commend that I think it's Kevin DeYoung. Hmm. Yeah. 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 Right. I've been, well, yeah, okay, sorry. I was about to go on a different tangent. But anyway, no, don't there don't you go. do that. Don't do that. Um, all right. We'll leave you with that big question mark over Kevin DeYoung. Oh, but don't call it the rosary if you're praying as a Protestant. Yeah. Rosary implies Mary. Yeah. Call it the tulipery. <laughs> That's how Calvinists use beads. Tulipery. Tulipery. So we, we we should do this. Just we should yeah. do this. We should uh, we start with the skull, and then yes. we beat our way up to the cross, and then we yes. do like a, 
somewhere a little five solar tulip, you know, and then it's a little dude. Let's just make an awesome. Two we can reverse sojourner. it so that the you know where the Mary bit was on the rosary that can be the 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 five solas bit, and that can be after the cross. The five solar bit works well instead of the rosary because it's like you're confessing the priesthood of all believers. You know, uh, you're saying solus Christus at that point. So at that you know yeah. at that very point you're going, you know, it's like a Stick finger to, to the, the man. man. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, it's kind of cool. So we just make the most rebellious. Like sticking it to the Catholics when you're praying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Talk about just oh, undoing no. everything we've just said. Sorry about that. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. We'll leave it there before this gets out awesome. of hand. All right. Thanks, bro. We're playing out. All righty. Here we go. Are you ready? See you later. No, no, wait, wait, you're not going anywhere. Oh, we got to do the thing. Yeah, we're, sorry. We're yeah. playing, we're playing. Um. <laughs>